Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. What's going on, YouTube? We are months and months away from major championship season. So what better time than to speculate, look at the future odds, and see what we can find right now? Hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll jump into it. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Kyle Porter. KP. Hey, buddy. Bunch of podcasting today. Yesterday and today. We've had a full schedule this week. The grind does not stop, as they say. I didn't get a pumpkin uh, uh, coffee yesterday. So, you know who did? You want to know who got Maybe. a pumpkin? No. Armino? Jacob has a pumpkin coffee in hand right now. Jacob, show your face. There it is. Wow. That's right. He came right from Starbucks for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the bit lifts. The bit lifts. <laughs> That's incredible. I I'm I need to I need to I need to make my one run and then start to bemoan the marketing again. You are infiltrating minds. There were comments that were like, "I now have to go to Starbucks." <laughs> I saw that. So you're you're getting paid. Just to recap, you're getting paid by CBS, uh, the PGA yep. Tour, Live Golf, and Starbucks. Well, it's actually Jay Monahan, like personally. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's your and this personal account. And then live, and then it, Starbucks. Yeah, so four, four, and normal sports. I've got five uh, revenue streams, which five is streams. You love it. Yeah, that's up up in in uh, Rick Run Good territory. That's right. So that's we're, we're we're rolling into the off season, the two week off season. Uh, speaking of said two week off season, now is a really good time to show us some support, please. This kind of like a little bit of a beg, but how about this? The, these reviews, Kyle. Do you understand how important these reviews are on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can review? Like, I, I don't love that. All, that's our currency of choice in this world, but they are very, very valuable. They are. Even I was thinking about this with. My, I, I went back and was reviewing some of the normal sports stuff from last year and was l- looking at reviews on like Goodreads and places like that. And it just, it just pumps your, it pumps your stuff up a lot. And I think, um, if you like the show, then why would you not want it to be pumped up? Right. The more, the more trolls we have in the chat, the better. 
If you will sit here and listen to an hour and a half opining on live and everything else, you can take the 12 seconds to just click the five star thing. Like, I think that's or a just great. Yeah. Do it while you're listening, right? Like you don't even have to step outside of your, like what you're currently doing. Right. Uh, and if you want to also leave a, a, a comment, a, a review, feel free. If you want to include something that's, got a question or a comment. Maybe you've got some general betting strategy questions. Maybe you want us to talk about a specific player. Maybe there's something off topic you want to talk about. Uh, we'll do it. So go ahead, leave the five-star rating and review. We'll chat through all that fun stuff and we can all win on this. Yeah. So I, I interesting that you bring up the question thing. I had lunch with a guy today who is, uh, he's just like a normal uh, professional golf fan. He's not in the industry. He's in, lives in Dallas and we just had lunch together. I just know him. He's just a friend. And I, I, I said, I want you to ask me anything you want to know about golf or the tour or the players or how it, all of it works. And I'm curious what people like if you if if people only had one question, I wonder what their question would be. Uh, his question was, what do you, he said? What do you think I should ask you in a situation Aww. like this? He played the Uno reverse card. <laughs> but if you were okay, so if you were sitting down with like, um, I don't know, an NBA writer, like, what's the one thing you would ask somebody who covers the NBA every day? I would say, like, what's the one story that you haven't written yet that you would like to write? Or like something Ooh, that's a, what's the that's one, a good one. You haven't covered yet, right? Because everybody's got this little like whether it's it hasn't been flushed out enough or whether their outlet that they work for won't allow them to post it, or whatever. like there there are things out there that if you're in sport or I guess in any industry full time that you think about that, like I, I have thoughts that I don't have an outlet for, right? And I I like that I think that is common for a lot of people in, in this space. Yeah. I think, I think, um, <clears throat> so I would either ask who's the most different from how they're perceived by fans or media or whatever, or I would ask what's the biggest, like juicy rumor behind the scenes that nobody, and this is sort of like, I think adjacent to what you're saying that nobody will write or talk about because it's either unprovable or, uh, nobody can like nail it down. Right. And why would you stick your neck out for something like that? Which is scary. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not worth it, but it's, it's interesting and fun to talk about off the record with friends or whoever. Right. Uh, speaking of friends, our friends over at Caesars, they keep those pesky futures odds up all year long. So what we've done, we are Again, months and months away from a major championship season. But this is what people love to talk about. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through uh, the four majors. Great set of venues for 2023. We'll talk about a little bit about the courses, maybe some guys that might have a chance. I'm sure it's going to leak into some other storylines. Just a way for us to you know, drum up some conversation about the, uh, the four big events that we're going to have next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Sorry, I was getting all my my ducks in a row. I the one thing I wanted to say about Caesars is I get so frustrated that they keep those up all year because they always pop up when I'm trying to find the weekly ones. And I'm like, I don't care what, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick's US Open odds are next year until today. And I actually do care. So it finally paid off after nine months of of searching their site. The twenty twenty-three. Masters. Scotty Scheffler will Crazy. defend 
believe we're already talking about this. Um, they, did you see they are they've been moving the T box back on thirteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Um, I can't remember what what did <sighs> Fred Ridley was pretty no comment on it over the last two years. I guess I think everybody knew this was coming. I think it's a bummer because I'd rather see the ball or the equipment just kind of curtailed a little bit than see, I mean, is it a problem for Augusta national? No, because they've got $11 billion. Right. But if, if you want to, and this is the argument we made after the 2020 us open when Greg said that he didn't care if we went back to Wingfoot for the us open is, can you keep expanding these ballparks that are already as big? I mean, think about the old course, right? You've got, you've got uh, tee boxes that are not even on the course. They're out of bounds. They're off the property. <laughs> and it's like, what? And, and, and I think Augusta is such a representation of, or it, it epitomizes so many other golf courses that, that either people try to emulate their stuff or they try to, or they like follow their lead, their leader in the industry. Right. And so I think this is a little bit, uh, and I'm not blaming this on them necessarily. I don't think it's their fault. It's just a bummer that they're having to lengthen and, and amend the course and will continue to probably do so. And did you see the uh, golf digest report about how many players averaged over 300 yards off the tee this year? It was a record. It's not even a report. They just, I mean, they just took the list off pjtour.com. Can you guess if you, how about this? If you guess, Within five of this number, I will buy you whatever first cut merchandise wow. you want. Okay. It's a good time for it because it's 20% off for the rest of the year. So that's good. Um, first cut 20. Okay. Let's so how many qualify how many qualified? There's gotta be like 200 guys that are qualified, right? Yeah, it was uh I want to say it was like 190, something like that. All right. Average over 30 yards. I will say uh 300. Sorry. Yeah. Three thirty would be a lot easier. Um, I know that like, okay, so I'm trying to figure out who this, uh, like Morikawa is probably like a three Oh one or a three Oh two guy. And I'm trying to figure out where he's at on driving distance. And he's probably like in the 70 to 90 range. I'm going to say like 92. (sighs) Is that good? You were seven off, so I'm <laughs> saved. <laughs> oh, wow. What was it? 90, 99. 99 guys. Yeah, wow. great guess. Wow. I almost had to explain a first cut 20 <laughs> purchase to my wife. <laughs> Scroll up, Jacob. Where is Morikawa? Got it. He's there. Okay. 80, T83. Okay. How good is that? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great call. So you've got 99 guys. The previous record, I don't know if you've got producer Jacob. I don't know if you have uh 2021. Actually, you know what? I think 2020 was the record, Rick, because of I it I think it just depends on like what courses they go to and different things like that. Uh I think there was like the previous record was like 60 something, maybe 70. I, I don't know. It it wasn't what it, what is this? 2020. Okay. So this is what, what did, what did that say? 68 or 60, 72. Okay. So you've got 27 more than the, than the previous record or averaging 300 off the tee. I mean, you're going to have, I don't know, five years from now, everybody on the tour is going to average 300 off the tee. And then it's like, well, where does it, where does it, 
stop? Is there an end to that? And uh, I don't know. We don't need to do like future of equipment, but I thought that was an interesting thing that that Golf Digest published. 61 golfers in 2021 average over 300 yards. Keegan Bradley was the last one. That area uh, behind 12 and like to 13 tees already like the most quiet, lonely spot on the golf course, right? And now it's going to be like even lonelier. Well, this is a name drop, but when I played there in 2017, uh, it's the it's the view on the course when you're actually playing the course that is the most different than anything else when you're just a spectator. Because you're looking, it, it it it's hard to even describe, but when you're looking, when 12's off to your right and 13 is in front of you, it's just, it's almost like you've flipped, you've like turned everything around and it's just, it's never a view that you've ever seen before. And now it's going to be even weirder because you're going to be back. I mean, if you, if you turn around and like you, you could shake somebody's hand on Augusta country club property, right? Well, they're not that close to like the fence line, but it's just, it's, it's a weird, it's going to be a weird deal. I don't know. I think it's just going to prevent guys from like cutting the corner or whatever, but it's, it's going to be strange. My, I think my hottest golf take is that if I was, if someone offered you a lifetime membership to the golf club of your choice anywhere in the world, I think you are objectively wrong to pick Augusta National. I like this. I love, you know how, you know how I feel about takes like this, where it seems absurd at the outset, but I'm sure your explanation is excellent. I just think that you don't get to play it as much, right? Like they're constantly doing changes. Mm. It, it, the preparation and then you've got the winter. How how many months a year could you even reasonably access the golf? Well, course? they, and they close it from like May to October. Right. It's, it's, it is weird. You can almost only play it in October, November, February. Well, not even, probably March, May end of April. It's like five months, I think. Right. So while it would be awesome to, you know, hobnob with the Augusta National faithful and network and all that stuff, I think that there are probably other golf courses and maybe ones that like when we get to the US Open venue for this year, where you'd also get a lot of influential people and get to play year round. Well, is the question being asked as if you live where you live right now or as as if you could live like, like what's the what's your... Like, yeah, so like? I guess it would be, um, I guess in this scenario, it would be like you li- you live nearby. Okay, because so you, so you, you would have it. If I just continue to live, Augusta National five, five months a year would be fine. If you can cont- say that again. Like if I continue to live in Las Vegas, five months a year at Augusta National would be fine because it's not like I was going to play it every day anyway. So... I think my answer, do you have an answer to this? Like where you would choose? Um, Riviera, I think is my leader in the clubhouse. <sighs> that would be sick. It, it, yeah, that's a really good answer. Spieth said it's like his th- second favorite course in the world. A lot of guys say that. Yeah, that's really good. I think I would go Wingfoot. Wingsfoot would be cool. Jacob says Shadow Creek, which that would also be pretty sick. But there's there's Riviera also has the built-in like history stuff, like the traditions at it. And that's how I feel about Wingfoot. Um, And they've got two courses, and they're both pretty awesome. I don't know. I would have to think about that. I I love Wingfoot. I think it's very Augusta-like, and you don't have the 
um, well, you don't have all the stuff that you're talking about where you have to host two tournaments there every year and they're both a really big deal and you have to sort of amend the golf course to fit those tournaments and all that stuff. So I, I think, I think winged foot would be, would be up there for me. For the 2023 masters, uh, Roy McElroy, the favorite 10 to one that, that if it happens, will complete the career grand slam, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, 11 to one, Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, 12 to one, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, 16 to one. Those are the shortest odds available for the masters, uh, VR friends over at Caesars. Yeah. I mean, no, no surprises here. Uh, Cam Smith being that high is maybe a surprise. Although I don't know, honestly, like I would put, so Will Zalatoris is 22 to one. I don't know how he's not like 16 or shorter. I think that's the best value right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, so I, I, I probably agree with that. Um, there's also, I was just looking at the last five years of guys who have played, you know, what their strokes gained is at Augusta national at the masters and Zalatoris is number one. Now he only has eight rounds, but he's getting nearly three shots around. Dustin Johnson is on the list. Scotty Scheffler's third. Um, John Rahm, who I believe is the guy that you end up picking here, Kyle. He's fourth. So, I mean, these are, there's a lot of really top tier guys that when they play at Augusta National play very well. And Cam Smith's up there too. You know, I think Cam's interesting because if you were to tell me that he wasn't going to live and he was, what, what is he, uh, where is that? 12? 12. I think that would be a, a reasonable number. I mean, his, his recent finishes at Augusta T5, T51, T2, T10, T3. So he, crushes at Augusta national. He is really, really good there. I get a little concerned about it's an article that, that Dan Rappaport wrote for golf digest during the U S open this year, where it was like, Hey, one of the unintended consequences of live might be that guys don't stay as sharp as they, as they were on the tour. Now that might not happen. We, I, we don't have, anywhere close to enough data to like tell us whether that's going to be the case or not. But I think, and it's not the guaranteed money for me. I I don't, I don't worry as much about that. For me, it's more about the, um, like who you're competing against the fact that it's no cut, the fact that it's only three rounds. It's just, you want to replicate a major championship to, to, to get ready for a major championship. You want to replicate a major championship as much as you can. Riviera does that. Uh, Bay Hill does that. Players Championship does that. And those are all great events. I don't know that live events do that. I don't know that they don't. I just don't know that they do. And that's why I'm a little like Cam being 12, even though he's played Augusta great, is a little hot, is a little uh, short for me. Still a lot of respect on the name of Brooks Kepka, 20 to 1. But books refuse to get burned on, on him at major championships. I, I mean, how do I short that? Is there a way to short that? Uh, no, but we'll figure out a way to be a billion dollar idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. I, I circled three names here. So, so Justin Thomas is 11 to one. He's been splendid at Augusta national. He's putted well there. I don't think that's really any surprise. I went with Corey Connors, who is currently available at 65 to one. If you want to go he's, further down the board, he's been awesome at Augusta last four trips, uh, from, Oldest to newest, 46th, 10th, 8th, 6th. Three consecutive top 10 finishes. And then the, th- the third one was kind of in the middle. Uh, 
Sung JM 40 to one. I'm just like, I'm such a buyer of Sung J and yeah. he's gone. T2 missed cut eighth. <laughs> which is what you want, right? You want the, you want the wild swings. If you're trying to pick a winner, I, I'm interested. We're talking to, I don't know what days these are coming out, but we're talking to Trevor Immelman. Either we are going to talk to him or we already talked to him. And I'm, I want to ask him specifically about Sung Jay. What's up? I was like, yeah, you're about to, you're about to date this. So I believe as they're listening to this, you will have already asked Trevor about Sung Jay. Okay. So I asked Trevor about Sung Jay and I'm, I'm, I'm sure his answer about who his, who Sung Jay's comp is from Mike Trevor's playing days was super interesting because I, I've had a hard time like nailing Sung Jay down in terms of like, who, who is he? Like who, how should I think about him? Uh, he's super young. He's had a ton of success. He's obviously a good iron player, which is, you know, correlates statistically to playing great golf at the highest level. But I, I'm, I'm just, I'm intrigued by kind of what that comp is. I, I think 40 to one for him at Augusta is, is, is too short or is too long. Yeah. He's been, he's been special. You settled on John Rom here. Why, why John Rom? Yeah, I had Rom. Zalatoris was up there for me also. Uh, I just, I mean, Rom's record, I've got it right here. He's, uh, going back to 2018, fourth T9, T7, T5, T27. So he was disappointing in 2022, but the four before that uh, were awesome. And if you look at on data golf, true strokes gained uh, with more than eight or eight or more rounds played, it goes Zalatoris one, Scheffler two, Speeth three. Speeth's super impressive because he's played 34 rounds there. Uh, and then Rom and then Tiger. Um, and that is Rom's got 24 rounds and Tiger's got 60 measured rounds, uh, according to data golf. So Rom has been awesome at Augusta. And he, to me is just somebody that he underachieved in 2022. And I think some people, th- there are some s- people smarter than me that would argue like Rom's not as good as his numbers say he is. But man, I, I just, I have a hard time believing that. I think he's going to have a real bounce back, like maybe even historic year in 2023. Mm, that'd be fun. Uh, any final thoughts on the Masters before we move along to the PGA Championship? Uh, no. I mean, I'm surprised Rory's actually not a little shorter than 10, given the fact that it's September or August or whatever day it is. And, uh, He's coming off the the three wins and all the you know all the money and it, the, the hope of Rory winning the Masters and it's, it's never higher than it is in September, right? And I think that it would, be, it would obviously be an amazing story, but I just I don't. It's hard to maintain that hope, and maybe next year is different because of what he did last year, right? How he ended, how he finished second. It was incredible. Um, and he kind of has said, Hey, that's like the first time I've walked away from there with like a great memory or a great thing to take away. And I think that's meaningful. I just don't know. I, I feel like the closer it gets to Augusta, the more pessimistic I get about uh, what his, what his chances are, which I mean, part of that is like, nobody's, only one guy's ever won it in in more attempts than Rory. This will be what attempt f- 
15, no, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Sergio was 19 and somebody else, maybe, maybe Marco Miro was up there also. Adam Scott was up there, but it's, it's very rare to win the masters after that many attempts at it. So I don't know. That's just a little Rory thing. The East course at Oak Hill country club will play, play host to the PGA championship for the fourth time history. 1980, Jack Nicholas. I've heard of him. Uh, 19, no, 2003, Sean McKeel, 2013, Jason Duffner. So at least the last two editions, KP have produced uh, a couple of dark horse winners. I don't know what their odds were that week, but I'm sure they were not short. Yeah. Uh, Duffner was at least like a top. I think he was like a top 15, top 20 type guy at that time. Uh, McKeel, I don't, <laughs> was not. Um, but they're both one-time major winners. You know, the thing that struck me as I was looking back on 13 is it's not a, you had some shorter hitters up there, right? Duffner's not long. Furyk's certainly not long. And even though the course is, I think it's 7,300 or something like that. It, 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 to me, in my mind, at least brought maybe some shorter hitters and maybe, maybe like a Southern Hills. Um, brought some kind of shorter guys maybe into play a little bit more than what you would think of at a, at a traditional PGA championship. I am shocked to learn what Jason Duffner's OWGR rank was the week before the PGA championship. I'll say it was like 11. I, I would have, I mean, you're clo- you're way closer than I would have been. It was 24, uh, 21st. Okay. Okay. I was thinking it was like 75th. No, he, he was, he had a, he had a moment there in like the early 2010s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was, he was, uh, you know, he's ranked inside the top 20 for a while. Um, okay. So my apologies, Jason Duffner. I was not putting as much respect on your name as I should Rory McIlroy. No surprise here. He's the favorite, but he's the co-favorite. John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler all, all at 12 to one. Justin Thomas, 14. Jordan Spieth gets a little bit of a boost here. If Jordan Spieth wins this, Career slam. Career grand slam. There you go. Dustin Johnson, Daniel Shoffley, Cam Smith, Colin Morikawa, all at 22-1. These are always the difficult ones, Kyle, because, uh, you know, we have not seen this golf course really. I mean, the 2019 Senior PGA, the 2013 PGA Championship, they've probably been doing some work to it recently. Like, these are the hardest ones when you're kind of only seeing them once every half a decade to handicap. Yeah, they are. I think... Again, we're handicapping majors in sep- in September of the year before, so I think they're hard to begin with. <laughs> I mean, we've joked about this, but like, I don't even know who's going to win a major when there's four holes left, much less it twelve months or whatever nine months before the major happens. I think that when I look at this list, I'm really surprised to not see actually the guy that I ended up picking uh, in this top whatever this is uh, ten. And that's Will Zalatoris. And the reason I'm surprised, Rick, is, is well, there's two reasons. One, uh, Zalatoris led the PGA Tour. I was looking at the, the PGA Tour uh, communications sent out like a year recap deal, like a press release type thing. And I didn't realize this because I usually use either Rick Run Good or, or Data Golf. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Free plug. <laughs> uh, Zalatoris led the tour in strokes game tee to green this season. I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't usually look at the tour stats because they don't include global stuff and they don't, I don't know, just for a number of different reasons. 
Um, but he was, he was the best on the PGA tour from T to green and he's just crushed at majors. So it'd be one thing if it was like a can't lay deal where you're like, okay, he's the numbers say he's awesome, but he hasn't been very good at majors. Zalatoris is contended, contended, contended in three or four majors now, like where he's in it with 30 minutes left in the tournament. And I'm shocked that he is 25 to one when Cantlay's 22 and Xander's 20. And I mean, who who's more likely to win next year's PGA, Dustin Johnson or Will Zalatoris? It, it's just not even. It's not that close for me. I, I think through two majors here, it's clear that again in September. Will Zalatoris is being overlooked in some of these in some of these future odds, especially. I mean, even even you know where he's played well at Augusta National, but that the game that he has, as we've already seen, translates to a lot of different golf courses and translates really well at major championships. And he finally won. Sure, are there concerns about the back? But again, we're like nine months out from this, right? Like we're like very far out. A lot of stuff is going to change in this moment. He appears appears to be the most overlooked guy on the betting board. Yeah. It's a good call out on his back. I, I didn't, I sh- should factor that in, but again, we're talking about next, next May. So it's hard to, it's hard to factor anything in other than like what I feel like the guy is overall. And I feel like, will I don't feel like it. Will Zalatoris is a top 10 guy who has thrived at majors, who's played better at majors, even than than he's played at PGA tour events. So that that's my pick at 25 to one. Uh, I like that. The two that I circled were further down the board and just trying to catch these guys before uh, I don't want to say a breakout year, but we'll talk about it. Cam young at 40 to one. I, I just think, ridiculous upside. We saw what he, what he did. He ran away with the rookie of the year, I assume. Uh, but like no surprise there. And then Harris English, I think is really interesting because he's been like, he's just been hurt. And he, and, and when he's at his best, uh, it's like a very well-rounded game. I'm, I'm trying to get a guy at a hundred to one that I think is being priced on the most recent, recent version of, of, of himself when I'm looking for the, nine month out version of himself. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's a good call. Um, is there anybody else like that that you see? I I'd be really, okay. So the other guy that I am like keeping in the back of my mind is like Daniel Berger, right? Like what's Daniel Berger's deal? Well, I, yeah, I actually could see him playing live. Uh, he's, he's buddies with, with, with DJ. He might just buy a couple boats with it. Like I, I agree. I, I've thought of that. There's no, he is, no reason. There's no, there's been no reporting of that. No, no, sorry. I, I shouldn't throw that out there. I just, I, it's easy to envision. I think the thing that I'm interested in Rick is, is who's the, cause like this, I mean, you're talking about Cam Young at what would you say? 40, 40. He, who's the guy that's on the corn ferry right now. That's going to be, mm. you know, what, what was Cam Young going into the open this year? Probably 40 or 30 or 50 or whatever. Who's the guy in the corn fairy that's going to be 50. That's like not even on the board right now, you know, or, or is like 500. Yeah. I think that's uh, interesting. Who could that? I mean, be? is it, is it, is it Pearson Cootie who, you know, I was reading the, the, um, the fried egg recently and they were talking about how Pearson Cootie won like his second corn fairy event. And he might not be on the PGA tour next year because he only played in, he only played like a third of the season because he was in school up until 
you know, whatever the until they until school school was out. <laughs> well, yeah, until May or June or whatever. And so you've got I don't know nine events that you can play in. He didn't he didn't earn enough money. Then you've got the finals, and he's kind of dropped back in in the Corn Ferry Tour finals. So he's somebody that like it's kind of going to be a little embarrassing if he's not on the tour next year. But he's somebody that if you told me he was you know won an event and was like fifty to one to win the PGA and Oak Hill in May, I wouldn't be shocked. And he's probably doesn't even have odds right now because probably of does. the position that he's in. Yeah. Um, the, I'm looking at the top 25 right now for the corn, like the, the 25 is what they call it. And it looks like a lot of guys that we are more familiar with, maybe some more seasoned vets as opposed to up and coming young stars. There's obviously a couple of those, but like MJ Duffy, is on this list. Like we know, we know uh, at least a bit more about Justin Suh and Benny on and Michael Kim, like they're, they're getting their cards as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Who those breakout guys are. Well, and that's where, you know, when they get rid of the corn fairy, uh, or when they get rid of the PGA tour players playing in the corn fairy finals next year, it'll just be straight 30 guys that they go from corn fairy to PGA tour, which is, uh, better. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it, it, it kind of, I think it, it's a cleaner way to, to kind of sort out who's going to be on, on the PGA tour the following year. Right. Because as of right now for the corn Ferry tour championship, the power rankings, Joseph Bramlett's number one, like that's a, it's like a PGA tour guy. We know him. Um, right. Minwoo seventh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We obviously have two more major championships to talk about us open British open, or as I like to call it the open championship. So we are going to talk about those, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance 
Tournament's jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. United States Open. Matt Fitzpatrick, will defend. We'll be doing it. Ooh, LACC, Los Angeles Country Club. That's going to be fun, Kyle. I am very excited. Sorry, there was a little semi-breaking news in golf. I don't, we probably shouldn't talk about it on a podcast we're dating. I'll drop it in the chat. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited about LACC. It's going to be awesome. Walker cup, uh, great history there. Hopefully we'll both, we'll get to reconvene in California. Rick, um, should, should be a ton of fun. That will be sick. Okay. So here are the odds board. Very familiar names. Rory McIlroy, the favorite 10 to one, Justin Thomas, 11, Scotty Scheffler, 11, not a lot of creativity here from the friends over at Caesars, but I can't blame them for that. John Rahm at 12, then a pretty big gap to the boys at 18 to one. That's can't like camp Smith, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns makes his first appearance. I believe on, uh, on the first page of the odds board here, he's lumped with Will Zalatoris and Colin Morikawa at 20 to one. That's the, I believe the most respect we've seen from uh, from Caesars to this point. Yeah. For Zalatoris and, and Burns and Burns. I think Burns, I think it's weird that he would be the shortest at a U.S. open. That's not, I mean, he's obviously a great driver of the ball, a great putter to me. That screams more like a PGA or a, or a, a, a masters, right. Than a U.S. open. Yeah. I don't know what I like. Does LACC have those West coast Poana greens? Cause I'm pretty sure those cause, Sam Burns just like absolute fits. <laughs> yeah. So that that's uh that's a little surprising to me. I actually went Xander here at 18. His US Open record is a joke. It's so 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 good. And I actually thought that he in 2022 I I I, I he showed me something. I I was impressed. I mean, the Scottish Open's big deal, not necessarily the greatest you know, golf course in the world in, in terms of like a major championship type type thing. But I thought it was really impressive that he won travelers. He wins Scottish. And then his U S open record, like I said, Rick T five in 2017, T six in 2018, T three, fifth T seven T 14, his worst finish at a U.S. Open is T14, which was 2022 at uh, at the Country Club. So to me, that's an easy 18 to 1 because I feel like it should be more like in that Rom Scheffler, uh, JT range at, at 10 or 11 or 12 or 11. Yeah, that's that's a joke. And also, this is, this is at least kind of the one major where like the USGA uh, kind of gives you like, like you kind of get the same type of deal, right? Like, you know, playing out of the fairway is going to be critical. You know that the greens might be a little bit diabolical and it's going to be as firm and fast as they can give it to you. Right. So there's a little bit that we can kind of gauge, even though we're going to different golf courses. All right. The time. Yeah. And, and that's, I would say it's true of the open also, right? Yeah. You kind of, 
there are different um there are different golf courses but generally they're sort of like the same um they're out of the same genre i would say yeah the the thing about the open is just it's so it's so like wind dependent or weather dependent that like the yeah. stuff that you can't end up controlling. Okay. Yeah. So the, the two I circle, a couple California kits, right? Colin Morikawa, 20 to one max Homa 50. Um, I'm not super sure max Homa is ready to take the major championship step, but I'm willing to find out for 50 to one, right? A guy that has gotten better each and every year, I do worry a hair. Like I think he was legit starstruck at, at when he played with Tiger, and like that was detrimental to his game. <laughs> I worry that he's almost like too much of a fan of golf, or like too much of a historian, or loves it too much to be able to separate himself from like I'm about to win the U.S. Open type of deal. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he would probably say that's fair. You know, he played <clears throat> coming into this year. He had played nine majors, I guess. Uh, eight of those as a professional and only made the cut in two of them. And then he made the cut in three of four this year. So this year he very clearly, not just on um, the PGA tour, but in major championships made a leap. Now, do you get back to back leap years in which he makes the leap into like making the cut at majors to winning majors? I don't know, but I do agree that 50 to one for somebody who finished what fifth in the FedEx cup is uh it's it's a it's a good number to kind of take a flyer on. And and his <clears throat> regular wins are Riviera, yeah. uh, TPC Potomac, Quail Hollow, and how could we forget Silverado, which is you know as a major venue of itself, right? <laughs> All right, three out of four. Three out of four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Open Championship. We are going back to Royal Liverpool. The last time we were there. One Rory McIlroy was victorious. Was that the last one? Yeah. No. What? About, give me the last two winners. Uh, two, 2006 was Tiger Woods. Was that any good? That's Tiger pretty, and Rory. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's let's add another uh, multiple multiple major winner to that. I'm going. I'm going with Spieth at the mm-hmm. Open. Uh, we didn't get a chance to super talk about this, but his major championship, his 2022 major championship record, was very very disappointing. Spieth? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, starting missing the cut at the Masters and yeah. just never really a factor. But I will say, and this is kind of where I land on Spieth stuff, is his open record is is unbelievable. So he, T4 at the Open in 2015, that's when he almost won St. Andrews. Uh, T30 the next year. Wins in 2017. T9 in 2018. Uh, where are we? T20 in 2019. That was at Port Rush. Second in 2021, Morikawa beat him. And then T8 at the old course in 2022. So he's been awesome at, uh, at open championships. I have thought Rick that, that, the, that Augusta would be the place where he just always contended. And I think that could still be true, but I actually think it's going to be opens where he is just, you've got like a 42 year old Jordan Spieth and you're like, I didn't even know he was still playing and he's continuing to win a, an open championship. So I, he's always an easy open pick for me the year before, because I have no idea how guys are going to be playing going in. And I'm just picking the guy that I trust the most at that style of, of a major championship. I'm glad you mentioned kind of an older guy. We've seen open championship winners 
skew or not that you were referencing future Jordan Spieth, not current Jordan Spieth. Um, so I've, I've kind of settled on an older guy as well, but before I do, let me just correct this. So, uh, the 2014 open championship at Royal Liverpool was not technically Rory's last. He won the PGA championship the month after in 2014. So I want to make, sure Oh, that. sorry. I thought you meant was the, was that the last, uh, okay. major at, at Liverpool? Okay. So I guess Would it could both ways. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Okay. So, <clears throat> I've circled two guys uh, and they're kind of similar ish. So Matt Fitzpatrick, 20 to one Matt Fitzpatrick is not getting as much credit for getting a lot better. Like we we've all been following the max Homa trend line for three or four years. And Fitz is longer than he's ever been. Uh, The game in all facets is as sharp as it's ever been. It's always nice to pick a a Euro at an, at an open, at an open championship with a little bit of creativity and a bunch of different shots in the bag. Like I I think he's taking some pretty significant leaps that are not necessarily being discussed. Okay. Let me, let me read you his, I'm going to go, excuse me. I'm going to go back to 20. I'm going to go back to 2011. Okay. This is when he was an amateur, but this is on data golf. Negative 2.73 strokes gain. The next year, negative 1.64 gets a stroke better. The next year, negative 1.15. The next year, negative 0.66. 2015, he jumps to plus 0.09, so barely better than PGA Tour average. Plus 0.52, plus 0.86, plus 0.86, plus 0.125, or excuse me, plus one. 0.25 plus 1.26 plus 1.29. Then this year is plus 1.78. He's gotten better. Like he's never regressed. He's only ever gotten better in each progressive year. And I think that speaks to kind of what you're talking about of like, he's not only is the 1.78 strokes gain number really good. Like if you're over one and a half, that's, that's pretty elite but every single year has been better than the one before. I, I bet you can't find another guy on data golf that has that many years recorded that the stair step looks like that. No, it's almost that I'd imagine to be almost impossible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited about what his 2023 holds. And then Adam Scott, 65 to one right now, which Adam Scott is still kind of getting better. At least he got longer this year. I kind of trust him. We we've talked about it uh, before and you'll hear it a ton during open championship week. Like this is a major championship in which experience generally reigns supreme, or at least helps you a lot more than some of the other majors. And Adam Scott probably looking at live in the rear view mirror. Cause there was a lot of speculation about that for him in 2022, 2023 feels like an interesting little spot for him to, steal one of these. And if he steals one, it's probably the open championship. Yeah. It's interesting. He's also become like a really great putter. Like his last four years have been amazing putting years. Uh, It would be cool to see him get an open after blowing the one that he did uh, to Ernie Els back in, what was that? 2012. I think it was 2012 when, when Els or maybe 2011. One of them was Darren Clark. Darren Clark was 2011, I think. And then 2012 it was... It had to be 2012. Let me... I'll confirm that. I got it. was right L's now. over Adam Scott. So, was L's, yes. So that would be... I think that would be a really kind of cool fitting ending to what has been maybe an underachieving, but definitely, I think, also an underrated career. Adam Scott's been like world-class for 20 years, which is just 
it's it's really difficult to do that. Who's most likely to win one? Doesn't matter which one. Who's most likely to get one? Out of anybody in the world? Sure. Who's most likely to win a major in 2023? Yep. I, I would I would probably go Rom. Mm. I just lean on Rom and all this stuff. I mean, I asked the question earlier this year, who's the, who's who ends their career with the most majors between I can forget all the names, but JT Rory, Rom Brooks and Morikawa. Mm-hmm. And even though Rom has the fewest out of those guys, I almost feel like he's the guy that is going to win the most. And I, I might be way off on that. I might be completely wrong, but he's got the makeup. Uh, he's got the game. He, I think, has the desire and the focus and the intensity and all the things you need. And I think that he's going to, I think he's going to win a bunch of them. And I think he's going to win one in 2023. Who would you go with? I'm always enamored by Justin Thomas because yeah. he's already got the, he's already a prolific winner. He's got the, the multiple major championships and he has the deficiency. Like if you, how, how many events would Justin Thomas win if he was like a, positive 0.3 putter next year. Like he'd win like almost everything. So I I just, I just think that if he figures something out, anything with the worst part of his game, he's going to be a terror on tour. So that's why it's always very appealing for me to pick him. Who else would you say that about? Who, Who else would you say if X figures this one part of their game out, they're going to be a terror besides your boy Hovland. Okay. Morikawa with the putter. Although Morikawa at least get like, will whole have like an insane putting week every nine starts or something like that. Um, like that was the, the next name that came to my, to my mind was Colin Morikawa. Okay. Did you see the, uh, uh, Justin Ray did an article for PGA tour.com talking about, how much Rory improved from like 25 to one or uh, 75 to 150? It was like, it was like in the middle of the year, right? Yeah. He was 209th after like Wells Fargo and he was first from there on out, <laughs> which was shocking. I mean, that's a, that he was last and then first it was, it was, or maybe second to last. It was, it was a stunning statistic, but it, my point was, I think your Rory kind of, for me, rose to the, the, kind of Xander Cantlay, not Rose, but he joined the Xander Cantlay group of like, there's not really a hole, right? Or at least there wasn't for most of 2022. I think people still think Rory's like a bad putter or an average putter. Like that is not what the numbers say. Like he's a very good putter. Um, Justin Ray argued that Fitzpatrick is in that group as well of being super well-rounded. And I don't know if those guys are necessarily more likely to win uh major championships because it just takes your your it just takes one week it doesn't like your overall stats don't really matter but uh when you don't have holes it just <laughs> it makes it hard like your floor is just so high you just so many rips at it. and that, that's where i think Fitzpatrick is really interesting as it relates to future majors because he kind of doesn't have any holes now right? right he he shored up like the distance thing He's a good iron player. He's obviously a great short game. Even it doesn't look great, but it is great. And I don't know. That to me is, I think what we started talking about like who's the most likely, but I, I think Fitzpatrick is really interesting as it relates to winning more majors in the future. Yeah. Probably doesn't play himself out of any of them, which is half the battle. 
Uh, okay, KP. I think that will do it. Um, we'll do you continue. think a Do you think a live guy wins a major in twenty twenty three? I mean, probably not, because it's just like I mean, Cam Smith and DJ are your best bets, and there's just so many guys, and no, probably probably not. Bryce is Bryson still a thing? What are we doing I, with Bryson? Okay, that's kind of interesting too. Like we've got the couple of guys earmarked of like I just want to see what happens in twenty twenty three. Homa Fitzpatrick, all, you know, Sung Jay. Bryson's definitely one of those guys, right? Yeah. Bryson could be interesting if he's healthy. The wrist is back. He's he's bombing it. Like I mean, that's kind of interesting, but I have no idea. Well, I, I'm I'm bummed about the Bryson thing because you know you, you halfway through 2021, not even halfway for all of 2021, he, he was just I mean it was a bonanza. Everything he did was was fascinating, and the Ryder Cup was awesome, and he was, you know, you you didn't know if you should feel bad for him because Brooks was like picking on him, or if you should feel like not bad for. I, I, there was just there was so much surrounding him, and then over the last whatever, three months, it's like, he's just not even relevant, which is to me a, a huge bummer. Like it, it, it's almost worse f- for us than if he was like bad. Right. Like right. when you're not relevant, it, it, it's um, like, he just doesn't play that much. And then he plays live when he does. I don't know. The whole thing is just strange to me. It's strange to me how he went from being like the hottest topic in golf to almost completely uh, like irrelevant, not even talked about like that just doesn't happen in sports very often. And it happened with him in a, in a like really quickly. Hmm. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it all that much, but you're right. It is, it is bizarre. Okay. Uh, we will be back at some point, depending on when you hear this, it might be for the Fortinet or we might have more interviews or we might have more fun stuff. So we'll see. Just, Make sure you're subscribed. Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter, available at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.